Happy holidays, everyone. I'm Adam, and this is Not Your Father's Board Games. Thanks for tuning in. This episode kicks off our next series as Jimmy, Mike, and myself are joined by our friend Jason as we play Star Wars Force and Destiny. We had a blast playing and look forward to revisiting this campaign in future episodes. Here's Jimmy to tell us more about the finer points of the game. Okay, for this podcast, we are playing Star Wars Forced and Destiny. We're playing the beginner game, which is a starter set to get you playing the role-playing game. It's an RPG for three to five people and is made by Fantasy Flight Games. Um, We had a lot of fun with this, and basically it is a not, not too complex but not too simple rule set to play jedi very specifically the force and destiny part in the star wars universe this company actually makes other systems such as um edge of the empire and one other one where you play rebels basically and those kind of support different universes within the star wars universe the force and destiny one lets you play jedi basically so this gets you started by giving you uh, pre-made character sheets, a uh, set of dice, which are custom. They have images on them instead of, you know, numbers. Uh, and a bare-bones rulebook and a story to go along with it. So you're able to get up and going with three to five people, one being a dungeon master and the other people being players for the game. And yeah, so that's basically what the game is. It's just like a... Uh, Star Wars role-playing game. Tabletop, pretty awesome. There's uh, there's maps and stuff like that. I would say um, social aspect is pretty strong on this. Um, you, you have a lot of downtime in between whatever's going on in the game, especially if you guys like Star Wars or like discussing things about Star Wars. There's plenty here to discuss. Um, this is very, very you know true to the lore, and it has the Disney logo on it, so you can tell it's new. And difficulty-wise, I would say the game is... The game is actually pretty pretty hard to get a grasp on if you are not familiar with role-playing games. Um, if you are familiar with any sort of D&D-like me- mechanics, then you'll pick up pretty easily because they're less difficult and the character sheets that you're given do give you a walkthrough. But yeah, so um, this series will probably run over a large amount of episodes and hopefully more. Uh, I had a good time playing. I think everyone else had a good time as well. And, uh, oh yeah, I'm not a great dungeon master, but, you know, my, uh, my players, some of my players are also pretty new. So other than that, I recommend this game and, uh, hope you enjoy the podcast. Uh, starting in the valley, and I think I'm going to start by reading you the crawl. Have we all familiarized ourselves with our characters? Very little. Yeah, are you guys, uh, I don't even know how to understand it. To be honest. Yeah. I was so, in... okay, so read the last page yep, to get the backstory. Yeah, 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 and only worry about this first page. The second page is also, you can also work on the second page. Right, but Whatever's there's the... a large red block of text in the corner that says, ah. Stop! <laughs> don't go to the next page! Don't do it! DM tells you to! Don't do it, man! I hope I don't miss that part. Because it looks like you're auto leveling. Hmm. Yep, because yeah. this is the, uh, the 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 starter. This is the uh, rules light, the the beginner box. Yeah, like perfect. In any other game, it, it'd be the begin. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at the box that it comes in, and it says Force and Destiny beginner guy game. Oh yeah, this is the normal game. Sure, this is the size okay. of the normal fat ass rulebook. Nice. <laughs> but this is for the Firefly version of Star Wars, where you are like Han Solo and Chewbacca. 
on the fringes of space doing shit. But nice. here, you space. guys are... Are you actually Han Solo and Chewbacca, or, or are you, like, the, the diet you're, you're Pepsi, di- you're discount Han Solo Han, and Chewbacca? You're discount Han Solo and Chewbacca, but... Discount. Mm. Dollar store Han Solo. Yeah. <laughs> R slash crappy off-brands Chewbacca. <laughs> R slash son of a shepherd Han Solo. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Who would be Han Solo in Ed and Eddie? No one. Kevin. Kevin? Because he's, like, edgy? No. No. Alternate, alternate universe, Jimmy. Eddie's brother. Did like we that. ever see Eddie's brother? No. Uh, f- for, to my knowledge, no. They came out with a movie like three, like relatively I, recently. Supposedly, you see him in the movie. I okay. didn't see the movie, so you know yeah. what? He doesn't exist. To me. I don't. That's think fair. You do, and if you do, it's very lackluster. Probably, yeah. Han Solo's his brother. So in that you, in that book, you are Eddie. You are Han- Eddie. Han Solo, yeah. <laughs> Eddie and Ed. Ed's Chewbacca, clearly. Oh, that would be oh, incredible. Yes! Why hasn't this been done? Can I, who do I have to pay to see that? Can we get Star Wars The Abridged Series? <laughs> be amazing. No, Jimmy, don't do it. We're gonna get sued by Disney. No, yeah, please. I mean... No! That's actually nice. That, yeah, that, that worked. It, it wraps up at the right fucking point. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of... Well done. Well done, Jimmy. Uh, have you done this before? I don't Jimmy, know. do well. <laughs> I was about to say, I may or may not have practiced this. Did okay. you, I'd like to think you spent at least like 15 minutes of your work from home day just doing that. I do wanna, choose to wait, believe this. Do you want to read it again without the music for the... Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> I'll read it again. All right. I want to keep it in, but I don't know if we can. I mean, don't probably, worry. Probably not. We got you. <laughs> a long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. Mountaintop rescue. It is a dark time in the galaxy. The Jedi Order has been destroyed, and knowledge of the Force is all but lost. Only a handful of people sensitive to the Force remain. Scattered across the stars, ignorant of their destiny. <laughs> Humble scholar Ethan Roman has preserved a fragment of the heritage of the Jedi. Oh, man. Uh, should I redo that? <laughs> no, no, Just pick up where... That was... Oh, my God. That was incredible. Humble scholar Ethan Roman has preserved a fragment of the heritage of the Jedi. Traveling the galaxy. Roman stumbled across a number of people still strong in the Force and offered them what wisdom she could. Now, Roman has been captured by Malifax, a servant of the dark side of the Force. Compelled by Malifax to lead him to a lost temple rich in ancient knowledge, Roman has sent a signal to several of the Force-sensitive allies she has made over the course of her career. Drawn together to rescue their mentor, these Force-sensitives now climb the snow-clad slopes of Mount Telic on the outer rim of planet Spinter. <laughs> Violins. All right, so you guys have uh, reached the. Oh, hold on, where the fuck is that? I think that's right. You guys, I think you guys are starting right around here. Um, do you guys want to represent yourselves with these wonderful little minis? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I am Darth Maul on a skateboard. Oh my god! My spirit animal. We've got we've got th- spirit animal. And for anyone who wants to argue that. I'm holding up my character portrait, revealing this fucking dude who is undeniably... What? It, it's just good guy Darth Maul. What's their race? Damn, I uh, They talk Zab- about this in Zabrak. Zabrak. Zach Braff? Yes. 
<laughs> I'm changing my character's name to Turk. <laughs> Appropriately. Let's see, this guy's got a mask. Uh, Ooh, he's kind of like a bug, like a Genostian. But no wings. Alright, so you guys so, start? We How start here at this bridge thing. Yes. <laughs> I am playing the role of Dao, the Zabrak mystic. Zach Braff. He's just good guy Darth Maul. <clears throat> okay, so do you want to... Yeah, let's introduce our characters. I am playing as Serinda, Serenda... Surrender. <laughs> Surrender. How, I think it's that one. Surrender? Okay. Is someone actually calling me? Oh, no. It's like a work alert. I don't have friends, Adam. Shut mm. <laughs> <laughs> We're all right here. I was going to say, yeah. Okay. So, Surrender's story. Surrender grew up with too many sisters and not enough space in a farmstead on the planet of Tanab. She was close with her sisters and protective of them. Most or more than one farmhand found himself face down in the dirt after a rude comment or a teasing gesture. As much as she was protective of her sisters and others, Serenda did always enjoy seeing bullies get their just desserts. But Serenda also craved space to herself. She got some of it by helping her father and aunt in the garage and machine shop, repairing speeders and other farm equipment from hour to peaceful hour. She had a natural talent with the machines and learned a great deal from her father and aunt, but the true escapes were her regular trips out to Tenab's wilderness, exploring wooded glens and rocky caverns, climbing trees, and scaring grun dogs. On one such trip, she found a secluded cave that opened into a chamber with smooth, hand-carved walls. There were ancient statues and carvings in the chamber, and the skeleton of a long-dead alien with a strange machine clutched in one withered talon. She brought the device home and worked on it in the machine shop. After hours of experimentation, she managed to activate the small cylinder, only to discover that it projected a blade of pure energy. The blade could cut through absolutely anything, and to her satisfaction, proved very good at scaring away the local boys. Serenda ran to her father to find out more. Her father told her that the weapon was called a lightsaber. Her aunt said that the fact that she was able to repair it meant that she was sensitive to something called the Force, and it also meant that Serenda had to leave Tanab. Her aunt gave her the name of one of her dear friends, a scholar named Heathen Romand, and told Serenda to seek the scholar out. Unfortunately, Romand had been captured and taken to the planet of Spinter. Dot, dot, dot. Dun, dun, dun. Very good, Adam! <clears throat> Who wants to read to the class next? <laughs> Me, can I go? No. We're gonna play the goddamn game now. Aww. Reveal your story organically, fucker. <clears throat> I am Tarist. Wait, Adam, first, what ca what class are you? Oh, um <clears throat> That's who I'm a guardian, kinda tanky. Are we reading our stats? Should we read it? No. Okay. You just say you're tank. You're kind of tanky. Uh, I'm basically Ray. All right. Jason. That's me. No. I am Tarist. <laughs> I am a Keldor sen Senatal. Sentinel. There's a T there. Um, I seem to be quick and smart. Cunning. So, here's my story. When Tarist Boone was young, he learned that he was touched by the Force. Elated... Young Tarist asked if that meant he could join the Jedi Order, but it was not to be. Young as he was, Tarist was considered too old to begin his Jedi training. Shortly thereafter, the Jedi were exterminated by Darth Vader and the Empire at the close of the Clone Wars. Tarist, 
too old to begin training as a Jedi and too young to fight back against the Empire, went into hiding. First his family, and then a wider and wider network of contacts throughout the galaxy smuggled Taris from planet to planet, teaching him a little of their way of life on each world. Taris' abiding curiosity found this agreeable, but as a youth he craved some constancy that he could not have. He developed the tendency to become fixated on his new challenges, perhaps as a way of coping with the uncertain life he was forced to lead. Taris spent 15 years on the run from the Empire. He had looked forward to a future as a scholar, discovering the mysteries of the Force and the Jedi, but instead he found himself forced into the life of a renegade. Always a curious sort, he studied what he could of the Jedi and managed to find a kindred spirit in the scholar Heathen Romand. Together, Taris and Romand spent three years trawling far-flung libraries and examining ancient ruins. Roman even helped Taris how to construct his own lightsaber. Unfortunately, a close call with an Imperial agent shortly thereafter convinced Taris that his presence was endangering his friend, and the two reluctantly parted ways. Now, years later, a distress call has reached Taris Voon. His old friend Roman is in trouble. End story. Thank you. Y'all motherfuckers both start with lightsabers? Yeah, man. You I know what I got? That. Yeah. I got a fucking stick! Yes! <laughs> Suck it. Yo. This stick is made for walking. <laughs> Not even for beating. Alright, I was going to gloss over it and just do the, the shit as we play, but fine, I'll read my fucking story. Let's hear it, let's hear it. S-P-I-R. The story of Dao. Oh Dao Jod and his people lived in peace and contemplation on a world they called simply home. And the rest of the galaxy referred to as Jiren 7. Many generations ago, Dao's ancestors turned their back on the rest of the galaxy and focused their gaze inward, toward inner peace and contemplation. Dao found the regimented and contemplative life expected of him boring. His mentors told him that he was gifted, that he had more potential for enlightenment than any before him. They encouraged him to focus on his studies and unlock the mysteries within him. Nothing could be more tedious. But knowing no other life, Dao did his best. One day, however, Dao's monastery was visited by strange people, off-worlders. Suddenly, a whole galaxy of possibility of diversity and difference and experience seemed available to Dao. He plagued the visiting scholar, Heath and Romand, with questions, and she indulged his curiosity with as many answers as she could manage. She spoke of the great cities of the core worlds, of the fallen Jedi Order, of the crystal canyons of Chandrila and the oceans of Dak. A thousand, thousand things Dao had never dreamed of seeing. Dao became convinced that the outsider's arrival was no accident, that they were calling him to his destiny. He asked the elders of his monastery for permission to leave. They denied him, and told him his destiny was to be the savior of his people. They insisted he should put such notions out of his head, for the ordeals ahead of him would be great. Dao snuck away that night, and in the morning followed the off-worlders to their ship. 
stowing away aboard it. Since then, Dao and the Togruta Kaveri have traveled the galaxy together. Dao is always eager to find new worlds and people and see the stunning diversity the galaxy has to offer, while remaining true to the peaceful wisdom of his upbringing. If he sometimes feels guilty for abandoning his people, he does not mention it. But when a message came in from Romand requesting help, he was very swift to respond. Perhaps soon he will be ready to return home. But not yet. So, um, um, who's this guy? Do you not have a ca- Oh no, you're, you're DMing. DMing. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to play. Right. So Kavari is out of this, I guess? Yes. The only character other than our quest giver mentioned in my backstory, Torguta Kaveri, is not in this game because Jory's a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> wants to watch The Office. Um, Adam, do you want to be uh, <clears throat> Qui-Gon Jinn, Luke Skywalker, R2-D2? Nice! If I, if I choose R2-D2, is that sacrilege if I'm playing a human? I mean, somewhat. Mike's Darth Maul on a skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant your character it's, was on a skateboard. Where did you get a Lego skateboard? That's it's a, a Spider-Man Lego sp- skateboard even too. Better. Does it shoot webs? Okay, the the game is stacked. There's no possible way that any of us can win this against a, a Darth Maul on a Spider-Man Lego skateboard. Like we just lost. Yeah, that's it. Get on. Game over. <laughs> yeah, good game, guys. <laughs> Rip. Um, there's other characters. Yeah, too. they got a whole. You got a whole like host of people there. I didn't. I didn't get someone to... who is like surrender. Surrender. I like that you put more stormtroopers on that walker's legs. Yeah, it's as just if it wasn't <laughs> imperial enough. Compacted a little. That's bit. some yo dog level shit right there. We got um, I forget what this one's called, but I, I'm pretty sure it's, it's like a land speeder. Not no, I mean that guy right there. Oh, the this is a droid also. I think this is a Trandoshan. I don't remember. Oh yeah, the lizard, we, I, I think we need to tread lightly on our Star Wars guesses because if we ever get an audience, we're gonna get ripped to shreds. And that's something wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. We don't have any. Yeah, uh, we're we're gonna get like silly Adam. Idiot. Nobody cares about Star Wars or the expanded universe. <laughs> well, fucking like nuked. Disney just nuked everything. So whatever. Uh, yeah, fuck it. I'm gonna play as R two D two. That's my guy. Come on, right. go with your guts. So R two D two on the beep, board. Boop. You have to beep and boop though. I can do that. Okay, I, I can accommodate this. Excellent. You're actually in this little corner here, and okay. getting to this corner has actually strained all of your characters by two points. Hey. Well, fuck you. Come on, man. Says it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still saying fuck you. So, you climbed <laughs> up to the uh, bottom of a steep stone rise clad in snow and ice. It's so, not- so before we go any further, are you going to get salty if I write in this? No, that's fine. That's, I, yeah, I, yeah no, I, that's why I gave you pencils. I just wrote in this. Yeah, yeah. please, right? So, guys, um, <laughs> since I gave you strain, you make sure you want to count uh, next to your strain indicator. On uh, It's in, like, the top part. You want blue? Oh, okay, yeah. You want blue or pink? I don't care. So, it, yeah, it's totally fine to write in these. It's like, whatever. Ah, uh, but it does not erase very well. Uh, yeah, that's the next part. I'll survive. We'll survive. So, what are we at? Two? Um, you have two Wait, strain. is it two or yeah. Yeah. minus two? Do two because you're... 
your number is the capacity of your of your like. Oh, character. okay, like, okay. R- write it whatever way you want, mm-hmm. as long as it makes sense in your head. Like so, once you get to fourteen, you're passed out from exhaustion, basically. I got like you. You're, you're strained or overexerted. You're about two apples, two and whole apples. That makes sense. All right. You stand at the bottom of a steep stone rise, clad in snow and ice. It's not especially tall, but you will need to brave the elements and exert yourself to reach the top. The path continues upward in a tight switchback, exposed to the howling winds. To your left, several tall evergreen trees brush against the cliff face, where smaller trees cling to rocks in the crack. A more direct route would be to scramble straight up the rocks and ice to the valley above. In any event, you have to go up if you're going to rescue Romand. What do you do? Well, do we all know each other? Like, have we... So you you know you I mean, know each other. We're like vague acquaintances through Roman, like mm-hmm. Facebook friends, but we haven't accepted the friend request yet. <laughs> like we're just kind of hovering. There. So like we just met at a party and it's like, oh hey, what's like, going on? I know you. You're based based on your backstories. The only characters that explicitly know each other are me and the character that's not being played. Just AFK. <laughs> so you guys are like the uh, you know the graduate students of a professor, basically. Who overworks you like crazy, beca- and you don't get to know each other or whatever. Um, he sticks us in a room to do something. That's yeah, but great. now your professor's like about to die, and he needs your help. Uh, I guess we really like that professor. No, yeah. we need that fucking degree. <laughs> you need, yes, we need that degree. <laughs> we got kids to feed, man. I that, do. That's what it I is. I got kids on so many planets. <laughs> so you're that's, that's just where I've been, man. <laughs> oh my god. No, you just said, like, no, no, no. You keep going to my classes, you're gonna get that force degree. Yeah. You're, you're going to get a master's in force usage. That would be oh my god! I would love to see a spinoff in the Star Wars universe of like Force University. Oh or, no, that would be amazing. Oh no, not Jedi Academy. Just mm-hmm. like Force University. Just go to Rutgers, but you're learning how to use the Force. Can like Muggles just like normal <laughs> people? Normal people do the it. normies. Yeah, <laughs> the no, yeah, the regs. The, so the plebs. I you, think mundane is the appropriate word. <laughs> oh, but Harry Potter. Sorry, I won't make two universes. You've got this. Yeah, we're gonna to piss scale. off half the internet. Ooh, good. Half the fandoms. The shitty half. You know what? Honestly, if it gets us listens, I'm okay with it. Let's just flame everybody. Mm -hmm. If you look at your character, you have a bunch of skills. The ones with yellow in the uh, under the dice pool are the ones that you're proficient in. Ooh. Okay. Right. So the yellow dice is basically way more advantageous to use than a green die. It has like way more success success possibilities, things like that. Mm -hmm. So you got to scale this cliff. So you want to look at this? You want to look at like the skills that you have, and you know maybe you can role play your way into getting up this cliff more easily than someone else can. Because you can brute force it, but there are other options. Can I sweet talk the cliff? No, you cannot. Oh, you can try. Actually, yeah, you can. You can, no, you can roll for it. it. It wouldn't yeah. work. But yeah, you could. You could sweet talk the cliff. Come on, baby, let us. <laughs> Sorry, you, and you have. To yes, sweet-talk it. I mean does, to say. Does your character also have ranks in persuasion or, um, or, or charm? Because mine. So does. I have. Mine does not. Charm is actually. Uh, I I do have a yellow die on that. Ooh, ah. which is surprising because. Uh, I have. This is actually a pretty well-rounded character. Three. I have yellow and athletics, so I can run up it. Right? No, wait. I have three green in athletics. Is that good? Isn't that three standard? Will that be three it's standard? Three well, so the greens come. You have three brawn, then, right? I have yes. Three your brawn. green comes from the from your base stats. Okay. The yellows come from proficiencies. Okay. So you're trained in athletics, so you're going to have an easier time scaling the cliff directly. Then Adam's going to. Yeah. Because Adam's not trained. He's just using his sheer brawn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Surrender. It's going to be stuck in my head do all we, night. <clears throat> do we have to do it individually? Or can I, if I, if I athletics it up the hill? If I do athletics, 
Do we all go? Do we all succeed? No, you, this is an individual check for each of you. Oh, okay. okay. Um, hmm. So can I roll this with my with the yellow die and see if I run up it? Yeah, actually. My, so if you would like to go first, I'm actually just looking for. I'll, I'll wait for you guys. So we're just, we're just trying to to scale a sheer cliff, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want, I could read the uh, the flavor text one more time because there is some there are some hints there. Okay, spice it up, flavor. Yeah. Well, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, I'm I'm not terribly athletic, but I do have ranks in survival. Can I try to? Hmm. Do you want to do you want to bear grills yourself up this cliff? That's what I'm Yeah, doing. just kind of like see if I can do some some makeshift uh climbing uh gear. Uh so for makeshift climbing gear, that sounds more like a mechanics check. But since you are trying to bear bear grill something, you may be able to search for a better route. I have mechanics. So would would that be survival? Right. Survival would be searching for a better route. I'm going to try that before these idiots try to kill themselves running up a cliff. <laughs> Straight run up a cliff. Don't run. run for a bus, especially one going up at a 90 degree angle. <laughs> you know, I don't know what you guys are rolling against. Uh, yeah, what are we? So you're rolling against uh, a bunch of... Don't you have to roll the failure dice? Exactly. Okay. But I'm trying to figure out how much I'm supposed to roll. So... Specific dice for failure. I rolled... <laughs> One success mm-hmm. with advantage. Ah. So we're actually rolling against one purple difficulty die. So the purple die are difficulty die. The red die are... Uh, I forget what the word for them is, but they're like the advanced difficulty Despair. die. Despair. Challenge? Advanced. Challenge die. They're the challenge die. Oh, yeah, die. challenge die. Advanced darkness. So you guys are rolling against one difficulty die for this. Yeah. Twang. And that is two... A difficulty of two? No, that's two... Two failures. Failures. So you fail. Oh, oh shit. man! You but fail I with fa- one advantage, but I fail with advantage. Yes. Do you keep so, advantage for another? Role? Is that like falling with style? You can. Well, actually, it's more it, like it more or less is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he's falling with style, and in this case, I'll let you reduce one strain. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. So um, yeah, I, I couldn't find us a better route, but I found some berries, s- some some berries or something to to ease the uh, the the. the Pain on myself. Oh wait, that reduced. Thank you. Was that reduction? That's no, for- just for Mike. No. Oh, okay. All right. Um, well, my monastery was located at the top of a mountain. You see, I'm familiar with this type of terrain. Darn, I'm not. I'm not putting. But that- I can run really fast, so right. I'm just gonna book it up a hill. Okay. I'm gonna try to. Excuse me. He's gonna run at a 90 degree angle. <laughs> gotta go his, fast. Gotta go put fast. Put his faith in the force. I have a. Looks like a lightsaber. A triumph. Well, but you also have um, uh, how two... many how many greens do you have in that? Yeah, you, just you... one yellow in athletics. Oh, okay. Or can I combine them and like roll three greens? And or is it, I have Mm-mm. to pick one. No, skill. this is this is just a. Uh, so you got to try. So you're really it counts as. Well, wait. So you're proficient at it, but you don't have the other. How does that work? I think it's just one. How? What's your base on it? Like my rank, or he's got one brawn. I can see from here. Oh, that's oh, BR... okay. Yeah, what's so you're BRPR so you're scrawny, AG? but you're good at it. So those uh, those abbreviations re- uh, refer to your character's stats. So BR is brawn. Oh, I didn't see that. PR oh. is press uh, presence. Uh, <clears throat> okay. So on and so forth. Yep. So so, so you yeah, succeeded. I okay, did it. I did it, guys. So you just saw. how is it down there, suckers? But <laughs> you you succeeded with with one threat. With one threat. Yeah. So oh. while climbing, you slipped up and had to strain yourself in order to get to the top. So you get one extra strain. Okay, that's all right. Um, well, let me see. I, 
I have proficiency with mechanics, so can I try to MacGyver some uh, some climbing gear? Sure. Do I have to find things, or I just like it's assumed that? Well, you can use some trees to the left of you. Okay. And you know whatever's around you, some rocks, to uh, so. makeshift some climbing gear. Okay, so two green and one yellow for proficiency. I have a star, a bearded guy, and then a star on top of a bearded guy. All right, so nice. you have what is all that two mean? successes and two advantages. That's so what it's called, right? that means you fucking owned it. So <laughs> I built like a mech walker out of a tree and scaled a cliff. No, you made a trebuchet. <laughs> you slingshot yourself to the top. Oh, I like that. Um, I rolled one. Failure? I always one, 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 threat. one threat. So that cancels out one of your advantages. However, you still have an advantage left over, so you do it with such ease that you relieve one strain off of your character. Amazing. Ooh. So, Mike, you're left at the bottom. I'm left at the bottom. We miss you. But I'm left at the bottom with his trebuchet. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, can he do that? But, that, like, why not? <laughs> Fine. Um, you can do that. This isn't erasing very well. This is like a, a hard eraser. I will leave it up to your judgment what I need to roll for that. I'm thinking. <laughs> it's a little, uh... I feel like... Can I borrow this real quick? Could he, like, It doesn't warrant w- an athletics check? Maybe it does? Could he, um, run up the path that I... Piloting, have? obviously! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you can just brute force it. Uh, you, any of you could have just tried running straight up. Um, what's what, better, your athletics or your resilience? Uh, they are equal. They're equal? Alright, fine. Roll those. Roll one of those. Roll them puppies. Spank that monkey. And since you have a advantage of previously set up equipment, you can roll a boost die. Ooh. Uh, that's the blue one here. Yes, yes. And you'll be rolling against one difficulty die. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Three successes, two advantages. To nothing. Alright. You get to the top. DM rolled a one. <laughs> I rolled a none. Nice. Oh, time to go to church. Oh, yeah, I guess it's a one. And now there's forever a random slingshot in the woods. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. For the, pe- for the other people. Who are one shot. day, people will be walking by and wondering. Archaeologists wonder. will discover this ancient <laughs> trebuchet and Just ponder over what the fuck. <laughs> so you guys are now here. Who did this? Right. Darth Maul skates slightly forward. <laughs> Wait, I gotta get a one pic- push. Someone, I want to take one a one push. Having reached the top of the steep climb, you pause a moment to take in the view. You're now quite high up the slopes of the mountain, and spread out before you is a tapestry of icy peaks, snow-clad forests, and rolling hills. Above you still is the forbidding summit of Mount Telic, reachable only by passing through a densely wooded valley. You figure it's at least another hour of hard going before you reach the temple where Malifax, hopefully, is holding your mentor, Roland. But before you can resume your hike, a flickering ghostly figure appears before you. He appears to be an older Syrian male, wearing simple robes but comprised entirely of silvery blue light. Hello, says the figure. I am the gatekeeper. He's got that long head like uh, Coyote Monday. Yeah, he's got one of these... uh, He's got the, the single lizard ponytail oh, going on with single the... Single uh, lizard. He's got a Fu Manchu and a lizard ponytail, basically. Sneaky. This is an involved person. What manner of being is this that I can see right through it? It's pretty. Welcome to my valley. You handled the climb well. 
you may be useful, but first I must know, what is your purpose here? We're here to rescue the guy. Or no, the it's girl. A, it's a chick. I it's forgot a chick. it's a chick. I'm she, sorry. She sounds like a man, though. I yeah, honestly, it sounds like, like you said before, everybody loves Your Raymond. Your female character sounds very mannish. I was going to say before, I'm not putting on a girl's voice for this. Come on. I didn't even notice it was a girl until we started. Surrender. Come on. <laughs> do it. Do it now. Do it. The Jedi are taking over. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it now. For some Unlimited time. power! The Jedi are taking over! <laughs> Execute Order 66. Do it. I don't even remember the name of the person we're trying to rescue. Raymond. Everyone loves Raymond. Ethan, yeah. Roman. Ethan Romand. Romand. Ethan Romand. Ethan Raymond. She's our professor. We're trying to She's pass our- class. <laughs> she is not a them. <laughs> she no, not we're not getting into a pronouns discussion in the Star Wars universe. That's going to get way too complicated. I she feel like the Star... She could be No, them. the Star Wars universe wouldn't be the perfect place for that. The Star Trek universe would. Hmm. I don't know about enough about Star Trek to uh, agree or dispute. So in Star Trek, could she be them? Yes. Uh, that uh, much, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. The, nice. I'm pretty sure that was a thing. Like, wasn't that a story arc where there was like, no, never mind. I was about to say something else, and I'm pretty sure I would have destroyed half of Reddit because I think I was about to say Replicon, and that's probably Blade Runner. Mm. Is that Blade Runner? Replicant. Replicant. No idea. So what's Replicon from? Replicons uh, from something. It's my payroll system at my job. Yeah, it's probably just a letter you read by accident. We are legion for we are men. In, in your dreams, too. What's a rep? There's definitely something that's replicon. Hang on. Something that's replicated? Oh my God. No, no, no. There's Turn something. To Google! Google at the power of our hands! It is just a payroll service. I know. <laughs> my bad. Okay. So you guys are talking to this holocron of a Jedi Master here. Mm-hmm. And he's asked you, well, he said, you've handled the climb well, you may be useful, but first I must know, what is your purpose here? Would anyone like to speak first? Um, let's I see. shall go first, as I have many ranks in charm and coercion. Ooh. Do you have to charm a ghost? If you can land You it. might. Motherfucker, my rogue in my other game has gotten into some dang places. <laughs> he's got this. <laughs> No, I'm not fucking with you. No, I, I believe that you. had to happen. I, you had to sweet talk a ghost. I was almost a ghost gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. You have such a way with words. <laughs> a way with ghosts. <laughs> All right, Dal, tell him how it is. Well, we've come here to aid our friend Ethan Romand. Okay. Short, sweet, and to the point. <laughs> I don't have time to be mincing words with this Ghost. transparent person. And what are you here to rescue Roman from? Do we know that? She's in need of our assistance. Oh, you know that. Well, yeah, you know she's in need of your assistance, I guess. Oh, no, I meant, like, specifically. Like, what are we rescuing mm. her from? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't... Well, I just know it is a distress call. Weird that I told you earlier, though. You did tell us earlier, It was in the text. In the, in the crawl? Yeah, it's in the crawl. Malifax. Oh. Oh, Dark is that like... Child. Yeah, is that like Vader's bastard son? What's what's going on here? It's the evil guy. No, that's okay. Starkiller. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Well, in the non-canon everything now. <laughs> the non-canon thing that's totally canon because George Lucas approved it before he sold it to Disney. Oh. So, wait, that's running concurrently, technically, with the new movies? Force Unleashed is canon. Shut up. I don't know enough about the expanded oh. universe. <laughs> It's not expanded. I knew that sounded familiar. It's not even expanded universe. Well, like the it's, books. I, I just know the movies. It's not the books. It's, it's the a fucking game. video game. Oh, I don't know the video games. <laughs> Whatever it is, I don't know. Whatever it is, I've just seen the movies. So you're here to help your mentor. There, there was a, a, a name, a, a, a Malifax. Carnifax? Malifax. Malifax. He doesn't sound very nice. The gatekeeper eyes you warily. He wants you to convince him. So is this... Do you have to roll for charm now to charm the ghost? I believe I do. Because mm-hmm. we're not trying to deceive him, right? You charm the pants off that ghost. Take his pants off. Take. Um, Make him take his pants off. Yeah. Charm him into taking Fine. his pants off. Mm-hmm. Precisely. I want to see that ghost. <laughs> Three threats. Uh, one success and one advantage. Okay, so you have one success, two threats to your success. Um... Hmm. Okay. The gatekeeper says, Alright, I'm willing to help you. But you'll have to explain a little bit more about what you're doing here. How can you help restore balance to this temple? Restore balance? No, you misunderstand. We're here to aid our friend, the the scholar of the, the Jedi Order, Heath and Roman. We know nothing of restoring balance. She's in trouble. She's in trouble? She's in trouble. He eyes you warily. He doesn't think that you're able to do what he needs you to help him do. What he... <laughs> Does that work? Yeah. What do you... What would you like us to do? My temple is currently occupied by a servant of the dark side of the Force. I wish this villain removed, before his corruption of this sacred valley becomes permanent. Is it Malifax? That's about right. I feel like that would be too easy. <laughs> Does his name begin with the Nem? Uh... Do, I'll say he doesn't know anything about him. So the gatekeeper's not able to tell you who it is, but he just can sense that there's a disturbance on the side of the force. Basically, he's eyeing you very warily. He may be able to help you further with your, uh, your, your situation. You may be able to negotiate to make sure that he eases your journey in the future. I plead of you, Guardian, if there is any knowledge you can impart as to the whereabouts of our friend and how we might aid her... Please, share it with us. We will do all that we can to restore balance. Okay. If it is what you seek. If it can aid us in aiding our friend. I'll give you a boost to a charm roll. Uh, Can it be a coercion roll? Coercion. Because I have better rolls in that. Yeah. And you can't have the boost. Oh. That's fine, because I get a boost. (laughs) You'll have to roll against the gatekeeper's discipline. Okay. His what? His discipline? So you remind the gatekeeper that things may get worse. Uh, Four successes, three advantage. Damn. Splendid. Damn. To my three threats. So, in other words, fucking owned. Because the gatekeeper has no physically physical body and can be threatened, um, you can't coerce him physically, but you can intimidate him by saying whatever it is. 
uh, that you plan. Or, oh yeah, or that's what said. coercion is. Uh, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, okay. But you do you manage to coerce him into helping you further. And the gatekeeper tells you that he believes that Malifax is attempting attempting to force Roman to reveal the secrets of the temple. A vain attempt as she does not know the secrets. And you successfully convince the gatekeeper of the ability of like of your character's ability. Ooh. Um, he will answer any questions that you have fully if you have any further questions. Mostly based on my, the flavor text. <laughs> How can we reach the temple without any unnecessary delays? Necessary delays. The gatekeeper lets you know that you will not alert the locals of your presence in the valley, and that you can pass through forward on the bridge towards the hunter's camp, after which, along as, as, as you follow the road, you will be able to scale higher on the mountain. The temple is near a, a series of waterfalls at the peak of Mount Telic. Are these hunters hostile to outsiders? The gatekeeper does not know. This disturbance is sensed in the temple. Shall we encounter it before the temple? No. Well, then, what is the entire point of alerting the hunters if you don't know if they're hostile to us or not? Never mind. Well, <clears throat> alerting them to your presence. Why aren't you alerting them? Because you successfully coerced the gatekeeper. Because I got them numbers. He, he, he uh, charmed the pants off of him. He charmed the gatekeeper, and then he scared them into submission. My stats are victorious. <laughs> Would you like to ask him anything else? Yeah, I got nothing else. I just skate on past. <laughs> he waves you on past the bridge. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Not Your Father's Board Games. We'll be back next week with the next part of Star Wars Force and Destiny. Stay tuned.